0: you are listening to Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious unknown actors with me, Louise, the artistic director of Standby Method Acting Studio. And for the last 13 years, I've been taking unknown actors with blank CVs all the way to Netflix dramas, Amazon Prime Films, TV soaps and stage plays around the world. And every week I'll be talking with you and sharing how you can become a paid working unstoppable actor. Because you 1000% can. An acting career is doable. Are you ready to dive into the episode? Hello and welcome to Unstoppable Actors don't know why I've started singing the intro <laughs> on each new episode at the minute but just to say I'm excited to have you here. I absolutely love talking about all things acting and today I want to talk to you about three things I really need you to consider as you are pursuing an acting career. Now it doesn't matter if you're right at the very start And you've just decided, I need to be an actor because there's nothing in life that I love more than acting, and it doesn't feel like a job. And wouldn't it just be incredible to earn money from this thing that I love? You know, all the way to being a jobbing actor who's regularly auditioning and, you know, is getting consistent acting work whilst still keeping down your day job. Like, even if you're at that level, these are things to refresh yourself on. And if you're right at the very beginning, these are things to consider to give you a head start. So before I share that with you, just need to let you know that I've got a little gift for you that I think you are absolutely going to love. It's called the first auditions checklist. Now it doesn't matter if you've been to 10 million auditions, 10 auditions or zero auditions. This is an amazing checklist that I put together for you with some of the things that we often forget about when it comes to auditions. So if you are yet to get your first audition, I highly recommend you download it. So when you get that first audition, you are super prepared and you feel confident and there's zero stress involved in your audition. And if you're a jobbing actor or you regularly audition or you're consistently auditioning, even if that's maybe one audition a month, or a couple of auditions every two to three months, it's worth you downloading it as well, because it'll just remind you of some things that we can often forget when we get into the swing of auditioning. So it's completely free of charge, all you need to do is click the link underneath the episode, and I will send that to your email straight away, and yeah, it's, it's just going to really make such a huge difference to your audition. So you're confident, there's no stress, you're feeling focused, you're feeling clear, and you can focus fully on that character and leaving everything in the room. So let's go into the meat of today's episode then. We're talking about the three things to consider with an acting career. I'm going to tell you what they are, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts on these. There's rejection, that's the first thing to consider. There's having time off for auditions... And then there's also funding your acting career. Three very important areas. Now, I've left the craft off, the craft of acting, your training. I think if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you will know that it is a non-negotiable that you need to train. And really, you ought to be training in method acting because it is the world's best technique. But I'm leaving that out for today because I think we just need to know it's a given. So that's not on the list. But let's dive into them then. So rejection. Obviously people are going to talk about this a lot. My question to you is, how are you going to handle it? And I don't just mean when you get one or two no's, I mean when the no's start coming in thick and fast. I need you to know that you might get 10 no's in a row. So how are you going to handle that? What thought process are you going to take? I think it's fair to say that it can sting hearing those no's and it can get to us, and those feelings are valid. It's okay to have those feelings, but it's not okay to linger around in them, because when you do, that's the stuff that then stops you taking action. It makes you lose motivation, and you end up getting sucked into the nine-to-five job even further, and the comfort of that regular wage coming in. So how are you going to handle rejection? What mindset are you going to have with it? And you might say, well, I'll have the mindset that every now is one step close to a yes which is one of the things that I share on our socials, I share it in other podcast episodes. But sometimes the feelings can get the better of us, even when we're telling ourselves every now is one step closer to a yes. So when the feelings start to get the better of you, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle that rejection? How are you not going to take it personally? I need you to really think about that and consider that because there could be a time where you don't work for like a year or two years. Again, what are you going to do in that time to still stay productive, proactive, motivated and disciplined. I mean one thing I do want to share with you is that you only need one yes. Let's just imagine that one yes is that day player role on a soap that's popular in your country or it's a day player role in a drama that's really big in your country but you've had 100 no's before that. That one yes is a thing that can really open more doors for you. So what are you going to do? I know I've asked this question a good number of times now but I really want you to think about that. So then the second thing for you to consider is how are you going to take time off for auditions? How are you going to be able to navigate that? I mean, I know right now in the industry, self-tapes are booming like never before. We know this because they save casting directors costs. You know, it doesn't cost them anything to hire a room to audition, let's say, 100 actors at the first round they then might take you to a Zoom audition. Obviously, if you get a self-tape, you can do that in your own time. You can probably do it in the evening or first thing in the morning or at the weekend if you don't work weekends. So self-tapes are a little bit easier to handle around your working life and your day-to-day commitments. Although, of course, there's still all the character prep you need to do for it. So how are you then going to fit all that in around your day job? But let's say you get called through to the next round and it's either a Zoom audition and it happens to be in the day or it's an in-person audition, you know, maybe in London, maybe in New York, maybe in Madrid or wherever the capitals are where you're from. How are you going to get time off for that audition? What relationship do you have with your boss? Do you have holiday days that you can put in? Do you, could you take a sick day? Could you take a day unpaid? So a day's leave unpaid. What What kind of relationship do you have with your boss in terms of your career progression? within the company that you're working for in your day-to-day job, and also acting. These are all relevant things to consider, and I think it's worth making a plan, and not just thinking about this plan in your head, actually getting it written down on paper. So maybe you have an acting notebook, and it has different, or maybe not even an acting notebook, maybe an acting folder. If If you're a pen and paper girl like me, I much prefer that to digital, then you could have little separate sections in a folder, you know, with the different things. So you've got a contingency plan for everything. So you're not just having to think last minute and feeling stressed out and getting chaotic and flustered. If you like doing things digitally, maybe you could create a Google Drive folder and you have different folders within that for all the different areas of acting. But it's really important that you do create a plan for that. Then the third thing that I mentioned considering is how are you actually going to fund your acting career? There's one thing that I want to say before I get into this a little bit deeper there seems to be some sort of feeling in the industry, not from everybody obviously, I'm not going to generalise, but from a good majority of people that actors are fleeced and they're scammed. But here's the thing, here's what I want to impart on you. You are a business owner as an actor. You have to see yourself as a business and the business owner is your brand as an actor, that's what you own, that business. Now other businesses have to have capital to start up and they also have Overheads for things. So, if we think about a shop, the overhead, one of the biggest overheads is obviously the shop itself, the rent for that, the tax on that. You know, there's lots of different overheads. So, why is acting any different? Why should we be entitled to everything for free? Especially when an acting career, when you start getting to the dizzy heights of, let's say, Hollywood, who knows, you might even end up there. Let's say, Netflix, let's say, dramas on your local stations for your country. If you're getting paid in the thousands and the millions for acting, why should you start for free with everything for free? I really don't like this story that goes around in the industry that actors are fleeced and scammed. Of course, there are always going to be companies out there who are probably not legit and probably are taking advantage. But the majority of people who are offering training are not fleecing you. They're not scamming you. The majority of people who are doing headshots are not fleecing and scamming you. Neither are showreel companies. These are things that you've got to consider. Your casting subscriptions. Yeah, some casting sites might go through shaky periods where there's a lot of rubbish on there and you have to sift through it. But these all become a part of your overheads. And this is something you have to consider as an actor. Of course, when you start getting those day player roles to begin with, and then you start working your way up to guest lead and then series regular, that's all going to be paid off. Because you can earn in the thousands, even for, you know, like a small role on Netflix one of my old students got paid £3,000 for five lines on Netflix. That more than covered the cost of headshots and showreels, all all those outlays. So where is this money coming from to fund your acting career? And how much money realistically do you need each month to fund it? And then you need to create a budget, and a budget that also works in line with obviously your day-to-day bills and the non-negotiables that you have to pay, your rent, your mortgage, your council tax, your water, whatever bills you have, your petrol for your car etc. But you do need a budget for acting so where is that coming from? One of the things I encourage my students to do who pay to train with me is I I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not an accountant, but obviously I've run standby for 13 years so I do understand money management because I've done courses on it, but I'm not an expert in it by by no means at all. But I encourage them to set up a sec- separate bank account for their acting career and to budget and put a percentage of their wage into that each month and then build it up, or to create a savings account with you know, good interest on it, something along those lines, so that their money for acting is separate from everything else and it's organised and they're managing it well. And they've budgeted because they know they're serious about this. They know that they're going to have to pay for things. There's going to be initial outlays. There's going to be regular updates to headshots. There's going to be regular updates to show real editing services, etc., So where is your money coming from this to fund your acting career? And how much realistically can you put aside each month if you do choose to have a separate bank account for your acting career? These are all valid things for you to consider. I really hope this has been useful. I hope you have got some ideas now about these three key areas, you know, rejection, getting time off work for auditions and funding your acting career. Because this is the reality. Yes, we love acting. Yes, we love getting into character. We love emoting in scenes. We love all of that but it is a business as well and within business there's the mindset section of it, there's the money management section of it, then there's also time management section of it which are all the three things that I've covered today. If you did enjoy this episode please do share it with your networks, share it to your socials because these are things that are not really spoken about that often in the acting industry and they're very, very important and they will help you feel more in control of your acting career as you keep taking steps forward to build your career and get to those day player roles and those guest lead roles and those series regular roles and I'll see you again in the next episode. I've absolutely loved hanging out with you and I really hope you found this episode inspiring. If you have, please do rate the podcast and hit follow so you never miss an episode and I can help more actors like you and come and join one of the most supportive, uplifting acting communities on socials, the Unstoppable Actors Facebook group where you'll get your weekly injection of inspiration, networking, and receive your free Method Actors handbook so you can become an unstoppable actor.